Chatua Enthusiasts Club podcast. On this episode, an Easter special as we look forward to the club's tours, trips and adventures over the next 12 months. JECpodcast.com Hello and welcome to the Easter special for 2021 of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Wayne Scott with you. Hope you're well. And this week on this podcast, we're giving the other features a rest for Easter. They're all on their virtual Easter holidays at the moment, but we do have a very special episode for you because, well, normally most of us would go on some kind of break or holiday over Easter. Sadly, in the UK at least, that's not possible this year. But instead, we'll look to the future and talk to Pete Allen and Kieran Lyon about some of the trips, holidays and adventures that we have to look forward to in the Jaguar Enthusiast Club over the next year or two. The normal features will return on the next episode of the podcast. Richard West will return with another inductee into his Hall of Fame and we've got a very special interview with a lady who rallies an F-type. Jade Paveley will be joining us on the podcast next week and we'll have another instalment, of course, from Tom Robinson and the Swallows Racing Motorsport Diary. So let's find out what sort of tours are on offer with the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. Welcome to the podcast, Pete Allen. Hiya, Pete. Well, morning, Wayne. Thank you. I feel really honoured, actually. I mean, we were the stars for January the 1st, New Year's session, and now we're the stars for the Easter session. So, wow, you know. Absolutely. Well, it's good to have you back. And, of course, we've got with us as well from the Touring Partners of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club Scenic Carters. We've got Kieran Lyon as well. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Wayne. How are you keeping? Very good, Tar. Uh, you've been busy, I know, because uh, we'll, before we started recording, we were just talking about the fact that if we'd have known back in February 2020 that here we would be at Easter 2021 still talking about pandemics and restrictions and when we might be allowed out, I don't think either of us would have believed it, would we? No, and I don't think either of us would have probably put half of the work in over the last year just to, just, <laughs> no. just to move it all again, but... Uh... The crystal ball continues to elude us, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. What has been the major changes that you've seen? We've had two major things that have happened. Firstly, the UK has gone back into lockdown. And when we last spoke, we weren't anywhere near lockdown. In fact, we were getting ready for kids going back to school. And um, we've gone back into lockdown. And of course, Brexit has happened. And now things are a little bit clearer on what Brexit is going to look like and the impact that it's going to have on traffic uh, to and fro the continent from the UK. But for you as a company, Kieran, how's the last three months been since we spoke to you last in January? interesting <laughs> it's probably a, a good word uh, it's 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 all happened for the right reasons i think when we were talking at christmas when you saw the numbers doing what they were doing i think what what happened was the right thing to happen and actually it's been a positive now because by locking down over the winter on a selfish note our tours don't tend to run in general until april may june anyway because of the nature of the cars and the customers that we're dealing with so on a selfish note, it bought us the time that we needed. The obviously recent announcement that we can start running our tours again after the 17th of May um, is great news. So um, although it's been a lot of work, it's all been um, all been positive um, in the last few weeks at least. So it's all, all heading in the right direction. And of course, uh, Pete, you've been busy from the club side promoting all of these events and putting the calendar together, not just for this year, 2021, but for 22 as well. And it's been like a moving target, hasn't it, over the past few months? It has. It's not just been for me, it's been for everybody on the events committee. It's been like uh, 
pushing, 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 and then whatever you're pushing just seems to just drop into the mud. And then you stand still with mud around your ankles and think of another idea and start pushing something else. And we obviously feel for our members because they're not getting anything uh, due, due to circumstances. But um, if I can go back to our first podcast, which I think, Wayne, we did on January the 1st, so some, sometime uh, early in the new year, we briefly went through what we were planning to do for 2021, and we went through where the world was at that time. Um, I had some great responses back, and I just wanted to give some feedback on one guy, Paul, who sent me a response back. And some of his words I'll just quickly go through, which I think really do give a great overview of people's feelings about touring. And Paul says, Touring extends the appeal of the club, particularly to the wives and partners who are perhaps less enthusiastic about general club activities and our passion for Jaguars. The independence of travelling in one's own car with the freedom of sharing experiences with fellow travellers is enhanced by the reassurance that travel arrangements and accommodation bookings are in the hands of reliable professionals with first-hand experience of the hotels, etc., endorsed by the club. And I thought that was quite a nice little warm way of, of, of getting a feedback on how we felt. And there were several emails that came in from our first podcast. So hopefully people are getting something, something warm back from it. Um, this podcast, we want to elaborate really on where we are now for this year, 2021, which tours we've got. We'll give you a good, good overview of what's happening. We'll tell you about the reschedule of the Spirit of the Entente uh, which is unfortunate, but to maximise the appeal to our members, uh, we've made that decision. We're also going to tell you about how we've opened up our programme rather than a 12-month programme. We're doing a 24-month programme now. This was me and Kieran actively chatting away behind the lines to try and see what we could do to, to help our members. And we believe that it will give people a lot more confidence uh, that the world should be open by then, in which case people can look at tours in 2022, which we'll have uh, all, all written up and scheduled up, and uh, pin their hopes on those a little bit stronger than possibly some that are moving this year. We've also got uh, a little bit in the section about the Celtic Classic, which you'll hear uh, later, which is a great opportunity for our members to enjoy a, a, a big session in, uh, in Ireland. And then we'll give an explanation of what's coming coming in future podcasts so that we can create this as a series and hopefully people will get interested and intrigued as to what we're doing is regarding touring with the club. So that, that's the plan, Wayne. Brilliant. Well, we'll run through the full list then of uh, what's to come for Jaguar Enthusiast Club members with you, Pete, in just a moment. But, um, Kieran, coming back to you, let's talk about the big B word. If we talk about it now, we'll get out of the way, I think. <laughs> it's the best thing to do here. <laughs> Um, we now know what Brexit's going to look like for us travelling over to the continent. There are still a few ragged edges and a few grey areas, but we're getting a good picture now of what's required. So what impact has the information that you've got out of the Brexit agreement had on tours, and what do we need to know about when we're heading across abroad? Yeah, it's actually been a lot more positive than maybe we could have hoped for, because when we actually recorded the January special, it was a few weeks before January, if you recall, and um, the deal hadn't been done, so it was still up in the air. But the fact that it's been a deal um, and an agreement has made a huge difference um, because it, it just means that for us, uh, touring at least in our cars, that, okay, for lorries and things like that, it's a bit different. But just going on general tours, if you haven't got a, a photo driving licence, so if you've got the old-fashioned paper licence, then you need to go down to your local post office, pay a couple of quid and get an international driving permit. 
if you've got a photo driver license, they're still recognising that um, across most of the European countries, France, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, all of the places that we tend to go to. And other than that, it's just making sure that from your insurance company, you get your green card for your proof of insurance while you're abroad. They're the two big ones. And really, when you think they're the two big ones, they're not that big at all. Um, and that actually has flowed through to our customers who are now a lot more confident in European travel than they were before the deal was done, because I think they now realise that it was maybe a, a fuss over nothing. But um, but obviously, we had to just wait for confirmation of that before we before we knew for sure what was going to happen. I suppose if anything's happened, perhaps some of the spontaneity of travel has come out of it perhaps a little bit. There's a little bit more planning that needs to go in. As you mentioned, the green cards there, you have to apply to your insurer of your vehicle to make sure that you've got that in place, don't you, Pete? If I can just give you some feedback, um, I'm sitting here in France and I've applied for my green card and it's emailed out. So it's simplicity itself. Right. A telephone conversation uh, preempts an email from the insurance and the certificate comes out in an email which you can print out or keep live on your phone to show anybody who stops you. So that's just just a little bit of an update on what happens with your green card. Yeah, I had um, I'd done mine as well, Pete. Applied online and mine came in the post rather than email, but... It was so easy, so easy. Um, and we'll, we'll make sure, and we already are doing so, that once you've made a booking with us, either for one of our mixed mark tours or for a JEC exclusive tour, we'll give you all of the information you need on that stuff um, so that you uh, can plan in advance and get all of that paperwork organised. One of the worries that I've heard is this this new sort of rule about having to get carnets and passes for cars that you're taking over to the continent. And this is basically a an exemption fee that stops you having to pay all the import taxes when you bring your car back into the UK. Now, this only applies to cars that are on the back of a trailer that you're taking over. And of course, this is having a huge impact on the motorsport guys traveling over to Le Mans Classic and other events like that uh, to go and compete. But do we have any information on what would happen, and I guess this is probably a question for an insurance company, but what would happen if one of our members was to have a problem with their vehicle on one of the tours and was to break down? Are breakdown companies now putting together a plan and structure for getting cars repatriated back to the UK, do you know? There's two things, like you say, Wayne. There's just going in your car and touring, um, which the vast majority of our customers and the JC members do, and then there's you know, people that do trailer their cars to events. So they drive a modern and they've trailered their classic on the back. It doesn't happen much in our experience, but if they do, um, it, it looks a bit grey. And I would just advise that they speak to their insurance companies to get the official um, details based on their individual circumstances. But from what I can interpret, carnets and things like that, I think are more for if you're trailering for commercial purposes rather than if you're trailering to go and display your car at an event or take it for a parade lap around Le Mans, um, I think that's much less of an issue. But all I would say is that people just, if they're doing that and they've got, they are trailering a car, they call their insurance company and they just get clarification on that. And the same goes for breakdown. We're hearing nothing from breakdown companies that much is going to change. They're obviously, as long as you've got very um, reliable European breakdown cover and you make sure you ask the question when you take that cover out will you repatriate my car it's something that even before Brexit we were recommending because of course I've, I've seen firsthand when uh, when a European breakdown 
uh, crew, the local one, try and turn up and try, you know, tinkering with a Jaguar, a classic Jaguar, it, you know, they haven't got a clue. Um, so we've always said, just make sure that you are very clear with your breakdown cover that you don't want it fixed at the roadside you want it taken home so you can sort it and then even better if they can give you a rent a car to carry on your journey but it's just about making sure you have those conversations with your independent insurance and breakdown providers i guess the trouble is as we sit here recording this actually there hasn't been a lot of travel certainly not for leisure purposes there's been no travel and so we don't have any case studies to sort of lean on to uh, to show and demonstrate that it's as easy as it can be but um, as you say a question for insurance i suppose and uh, the breakdown companies who are not really saying that there's going to be any problems at all yet but we'll keep an eye on that story for you here on the jc podcast as we go through the coming weeks uh, pete so let's introduce each one of the fixtures if you like for the next 12 to 24 months and it all starts in june in jersey it does it does if i can just make a note before that uh, wayne we've decided to push back the spirit for another year and the reason for it being pushed back was we wanted to do justice to the concept by allowing the best chance of no social distancing on the event um, obviously the social the spirit is a very social event there's quite a few uh, get-togethers etc and we strongly believe that although the cars may be able to go out to single bubbles, it wouldn't do justice to the actual uh, 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 the feeling and, 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 the, and the, the, the desire of the spirit. So that's been put back by, uh, by 12 months and that'll be going in 2022. But in June, we've got the Jersey Tour. In September, we've got the Lake Garda and Stelvio Pass Tour, which is uh, an escorted. Uh, also in September, we've got the South Coast 250, which is the first time we've done this tour. And uh, we've got a second running of the North Coast, Scotland North Coast 500, which is happening in September, October. The reason I say second is the first one that was planned for June is actually sold out. We had a fantastic take up on that. So we've got a second one on the calendar for uh, September stroke October. So... Jersey, Kieran, do you want to put a bit of backing behind that on what the uh, the content of, of, of that tour is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think Pete and I have worked hard to put together a programme of tours that hopefully has a bit for everybody. Obviously, Jersey, very relaxed tour. Once you're there, there's very limited mileage, of course. It's more about the relaxing and enjoying some of the lovely beaches. And, of course, you've got you know, the, the war tunnels there and... It, some of the beaches are fantastic. I've been a few times for the motor festival um, and it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful little place to go and relax. So we've got that um, in June. Then we, when we move on to September, we were conscious not to go for July, August because of school holidays. So try and break it up a bit. As Pete says, there is another tour in June, North Coast 500, but we won't talk about that too much because it's sold out already. Um, into September, we've got Lake Garda Stelvio Pass for those people who are a bit more adventurous, want to go a bit further. And we got just get the feeling that September is a safe time to start thinking about Europe again. We think that June, July, Europe's going to be okay to travel to, but by moving it to September um, for European tours for the JC members, 
just giving as much chance as possible of these these tours taking place uh, in in the format we'd like to. I have to say, Stelvio Pass at that time of the year is stunning because generally speaking, by the time you get to the middle of September, they've had their first snowfall. Uh, it's usually just about passable, but it's not long after these dates they actually often close the Stelvio. So you'll just see it and its final flourish before they shut it for the winter. So, yeah, brilliant timing for that one. Yeah, we, we always have worked for our mixed mark and our exclusive um, club tours we've always worked the Stelvio tours to take place in June because obviously it, it doesn't open before then because of the snowfall as you know Wayne and and early September because that like you say anything after mid-September you're uh, you're taking a bit of a risk there so yeah that's for the more adventurous uh, of the of the members and then we've got a few more UK ones as well Kent South Coast 250 follows the coast from Kent Sussex and finishes for a few nights in the new forest so that's a, a concept that's working really well for for this year across our the clubs that we work with and then the north coast 500 the demand was just there for another date we just had people really wanted to get in once the june one had sold out um hotels in in that neck of the woods uh, are really selling out so we just pushed that to very late september um just to get hotel space more than anything um some of the hotels are quite quite small family run so to get 10 rooms um for 10 cars it, it was a challenge so we've gone for september and i think as we speak we've already sold a couple of places on that and it's only just gone on sale um and across all of these tours for this year jersey we had to go back and get more rooms because we sold out initially we got 11 or 12 on that with a maximum of 20. garda we've got six or seven booked we've, we can take 10 in total South Coast 250, we've got five or six booked. We can only take 10 in total. And North Coast 500, we can take 10. We've already got two or three. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're looking to tour with the club this year, just our advice is to, to get in while you can. And they're all stunning and, roads, aren't they, Pete, that these tours are taking you over? Not only just, you know, across Europe, Garda and Stelvio is an obvious one, but North Coast 500 just looks stunning, doesn't it? It does look stunning. If I go back to Lake Garda, um, I'm certainly going to be on that with my wife, Jules. And it's not just the Lake Garda side of it, the driving that you see on the route going down, going through France, going through a little bit of Germany, Liechtenstein. There's, um, I think, Kieran, there's three hotels on the way down. You break the journey up over three days. Then we've got five days actually at Lake Garda. Lake Garda looks a fantastic place with opportunities for a day out at Venice and places like that. So, not only is the car going to really enjoy itself, I think those those the occupants of the car is going to, the car are going to really love the scenery. So we're really looking forward to that, and, and I'm sure the way I feel is is the way a lot of people feel. I just can't wait to get back out on the road, but to to get out on a on a run like that is going to be superb. Um, the North Coast 500, it's just littered with fairy tale castles, um, uh, open roads. Um, lovely warm hotels and obviously uh, a little wee dram of whiskey each night which obviously oils the wheels and makes things go well um me personally i'm also really interested in south coast because although a lot of us sort of live around you know the, the south of the, the border you know within england there's some beautiful areas on the south coast which uh, are well worth exploring and some really nice drives obviously the roads would be a little bit more busier there but uh, there's a lot to see, a lot to do, and uh, a lot to get involved in. So, yes, once the uh, the barriers lift and we can get those cars on the road, there are some fantastic trips uh, for this year. 
And as, as I said earlier, what, what Kieran and me have done is we've opened up our program now to go into a 24-month program. So 2022 tours uh, start in early May with a non-escorted tour of Austria, which is over the Tyrol. It goes to the Eagle's Nest, which was Hitler's uh, holiday oh. home. There's some fantastic views, some fantastic places for the car to go. Great stunning. driving. Yeah, stunning. And and my recommendation, by the way, if you're going to Birch's Garden, which is where the Eagle's Nest is, take a little bit of extra time while you're there to go down the road some 10-odd miles uh, and go and check out Lake Konigsi just down the road. Oh. It is absolutely stunning. Yeah, fantastic. I'd, I'd done uh, the Austria trip a couple of years ago and then had to go back again, Wayne, because it's just stunning. And the scenery at the top of Eagle's Nest, and I remember pointing to to Konigsee and I said to Bob my colleague who I was with I said where's that he'd been before and he said come on I'll, I'll take you down there we sat and we had some lovely local goulash uh, overlooking the lake and oh yeah scenery and food and loved it loved it I think there's that much to share with our members Wayne that uh, come the summer we'll probably have a podcast on that to, to, to talk about it talk the opportunities and get some feedback off people but that, that's, that's what we're planning in early May uh, early June is the rerun of the Spirit, so that'll, uh, fingers crossed, that will take place next year, which is Brittany and the Loire. It's, it's well well advertised. Uh, late June, for those who don't want to travel so far, we're planning a late uh, a non-escorted Isle of Wight uh, tour. Again, the car won't do many miles on the Isle of Wight. But there's lots of places to see uh, things to do, so that should be good. Just before it gets really really busy. Uh, I'm going to very, very quickly say that uh, early to mid-July is the Celtic Classic. We're going to do a big section on that in a minute, so I shan't go any deeper into that. Uh, early September is something that I've wanted to do for a long time, which is the non-escorted Southwest 500, which is Devon and Cornwall. Um, it probably hasn't got the, the piece of the Scottish 500. Um, the roads will be a little bit busier, but it's got some fantastic scenery. It's got some fantastic little watering holes. It's got some great places to go and see. So that's going to be a great one. And then uh, late September, early October, um, I host everybody down here in the Dordogne and it will be an escorted tour of the Dordogne. All round to uh, Pete's. All round to Pete's <laughs> for a quick Armagnac and a glass of wine, yeah. Um, we've got a fantastic hotel lined up for you down here. We've got some great places to go to. We've got some great roads to drive on. And September can be a lovely month down here because it's the intense heat has gone from August and it can be very pleasurable with the top down and enjoying the roads around here. So, uh, again, uh, it may be, Wayne, that we do a special spot podcast on that, that I can talk through all the tours and what we're doing down here. And it'll be you sitting on me telling me to shut up because I'm just <laughs> waxing lyrical about that one. Well, I think I, you know, it's something we're going to have to do in order to do it justice, Pete. We're going to have to do it on location and live, you know. And I'm going to have to struggle my, my way down there and, um, you know, and, and come and bring the podcast live from the door door. And I, I think that's the only way we can cover that properly. I think you need some input from scenic car tours there, Wayne. I yeah. think, you know, I'll, I'll check the schedule. <laughs> So I alluded towards uh, early mid-July, we've got this semi-escorted Celtic Classic. Uh, this is going to be a really, really interesting one uh, in Ireland for the club, for our members. So, Kieran, if you can lead us into that, because uh, I understand that we've been offered as Jaguar the mark of honour 
if you could let us know what that means, what's in the tour, etc., and sort of whet the appetites of our members for Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and this was the one I asked you about, Kieran, on our last uh, podcast, wasn't it? And I said I'd never heard of it and never been. And you told me that's because this is the first ever one. This is the debut of this show. Yeah, so the, the debut is, is end of July this year, 2021. Um, that's the inaugural Celtic Classic. So we're talking about the second um, edition for 2022. Now, the whole concept of the Celtic Classic is that Tourism Island, um, Visit Derry, uh, Stanaline, all of those companies um, and tourist boards in Ireland they saw what we at Scenic Car Tours were doing with the Isle of Man Tourist Board, the Isle of Man Festival of Motoring that we run every September. They saw what we were doing uh, with the Lon Historique in northern France, which we've been doing for 30 years. And they really saw an opportunity where they don't really have a big event, so to speak, where there's lots of inclusions, um, where lots of different makes and marks can really get together and socialize and anyone that's been to some of those other events with us you know with anywhere between 100 and sometimes we'll lay on or long up to 400 cars we have one year well no it's just a great social car nuts heaven um and so we've put this trip together it is a tourism island um backed event they're promoting it from their side we are operating it from our side with them and we're taking you over to Northern Ireland initially, where we're going to do, if anyone hasn't done the Giants Causeway Coastal Road, do it. Um, even if you don't do it for the Celtic Classic, um, go and do it. Because it is you, when you see the pictures and you, people say to us at car shows, where, where is that road? And they don't believe us when we tell them that it's Northern Ireland. It's fantastic drive. We um, combine that with displaying cars on one of the days so all of the cars that take part in the event will have a big classic car display in Ebrington Square in Derry which overlooks the Peace Bridge some very very interesting guided tours of the city walls and the history of the troubles there which I've done personally and I thought were fascinating and then we do uh, the northern section of the Wild Atlantic Way which is just rugged stunning coastline um, and there's the opportunity to go on and and do a, a week after the event to, to do the full Wild Atlantic Way for those who want to. And not to mention that we go to Belfast. So you've got obviously the Titanic Experience Centre, which we include there, which I know is of interest to a lot of people. And when Pete talks about the Mark of Honour status, for all of our events that we do, we always have a Mark of Honour. And we've come to Jaguar this year to say for 2022, would you like to be the Mark of Honour? And what that entails is that hopefully the Jaguars come out in their droves because I think it looks really nice when you've got a mark of honour. So, for example, for 2021, we've got Aston Martin. So of the 150 cars, we've got about 80 are Aston Martin. So, of course, they're going to feel nice and special because they've got the majority of the marks there. So it's a target for you to beat their Jaguar members. Um, we can uh, do that for 2022, but you get extra perks. So there'll be nice drink receptions that only JEC members will be allowed to do for photo shoots at places like dark hedges you'll have the priority on them when you're doing the car displays we'll make sure you've got a prominent position so that you are you are the pride and joy there of that event so um hopefully that 
summarises what you've got to look forward to as the marks of honour for that event for 2022. So basically, to sum it up, you go over to Ireland, you see some stunning roads, you have a great time with your mates and your celebrities for the weekend. It sounds like a good deal to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. (laughs) Already, I can see the ingredients there for a show that's going to grow in stature and grow in reputation and be one of those on the must do and must see calendar of the year it's uh it's already got the hallmarks of that hasn't it yeah i think so and the fact that we've got 150 cars already booked during a pandemic for the inaugural event in july i think that just shows you that it, it hopefully has got everything there that a, a car enthusiast um would enjoy so we're certainly very excited about it i know that tourism island Visit Derry, Stenaline, those people are very excited about it. The members that are booked on for this year are excited about it. So, um, yeah, just get that date in your diaries for the 7th to the 11th of July 2022. Brilliant. Well, of course, this is why we have these cars, because not only do they open up great experiences for us, they open up access to memories and, and opportunities that you wouldn't have got normally had you not been part of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club, driving a Jaguar and joining us on one of these amazing tours and to be part of that mark of honor status in 2022 sounds like one of those once in a lifetime moments that uh, will create memories you'll treasure forever and that's what it's all about pete isn't it really creating a lifestyle creating memories and creating things that people will look back on for years to come it is it is those of us who've been lucky enough to do these tours in the past we've got some great memories forged and the other things it does, it forges companionship as well. Um, and the great thing about doing it with the JEC, it, it's national. You create friends from all over the country, which which obviously makes things easier for, for getting around the country when you've got little um, uh, bolt holes to go here and there. For myself, it's, it's, it's blossoming out even more than that because we're starting to create ambassadors out here in Europe who are going to be uh, very constructive in what we do with some of the tours in the forthcoming years. And that expands that, that companionship. And uh, it's, it's, it's a very warm club, I must admit. Uh, it's great to brush the dust off the car and get the car out on the road. And it's uh, fantastic for, for putting memories together. If anybody needs any more information, uh, want to have a browse on the website, uh, Kieran and I have got great detail of this year's, the 2021 tours and you'll get that on www.jecclubtours.co.uk there's also lots of details in the JEC magazine anybody is welcome to email me and my email address is peteallen at jec.org.uk that's peteallen not peter peteallen at jec.org.uk we've got details of the Celtic Classic for this year I don't know if next year's on yet, is it, Kieran? No, no. At time of recording this podcast, Pete and I are due to thrash out the finer details. Um, so we'll, we'll update you in due course on that. But you can go and see all of the 2021 details, which will be fairly similar for 2022, at Um And we'll keep the jecclubtours.co.uk updated as we go as well. And the one thing I, I didn't mention, and Pete, you, you jogged my memory there, is that the beautiful thing about the Celtic Classic is it doesn't actually matter where you live. It really opens up to all JC members, Europe, Scotland, England, Wales, wherever you might be. Because, of course, you can get the ferry in across the Western Channel from France into Ireland. You can get the ferry with us in 
we've got a great deal with Stellar Line where we've got availability and access to all of their ports. So if you're in Scotland, you can go from Cairn Ryan to Belfast. You're in Liverpool, you can go to from Liverpool to Belfast. And if you're anywhere else uh, in the south, maybe, or Wales, you can go from Hollyhead to Dublin or Fishguard to Ross there. So it really is a great event to be able to have access to those ports wherever you are in the world. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, we It's hot off the press about the uh, schedule for 2022. As we develop and build that, then we'll get that out on the website and get some dates against that. Uh, but again, if anybody's interested, come back to me or Kieran because we can give you further on that. It just allows you to put some pinpricks in the calendar for 2022 with a little bit more confidence than that that we've had for 21, I think. So hopefully people will, uh, will be looking forward to... Uh, partaking in those way fantastic so those addresses again jecclubtours.co.uk or of course in the jc magazine that's uh, part of your membership of the jaguar enthusiast club and of course uh, information on the celtic classic at celticclassic.co.uk um just before we let you go a couple of questions from members that have been lodged since our last episode here on the jc podcast uh and they're all Brexit related, I'm afraid, Kieran. Uh, the first one, health insurance. Is there any difference now in the requirements for health insurance for people attending tours to take out? Very good question. And I apologise that I didn't uh, allude to that earlier on because that is one of the uh, frequent questions that people ask. No, there isn't, but you will require a different card. I don't know if, if the agreement's the same. I don't know why you need a different card, but I think politics comes into it somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, your current European health insurance card, if that doesn't expire till 2022, that will still be valid. It's valid until it expires. As soon as it expires, you can go online. The link is on our website. So if you go to cedarcartours.co.uk, you've got the link to where you can apply for your new Great British health insurance card, which does the same thing in Europe. Um, also, because we all drive Jaguars and we've all got great big boots, I know a lot of members like to... Uh, make sure their boots are clinking and a clonking when they come over on the ferry back from their holidays, especially from France, where wine is cheaper than water. It's true. Uh, Duty-free, what do we know about the changes there? So, good and bad news. Um, I'll start with the bad. I, I think, and I haven't looked, I'll, I'll confess, I'm not uh, one that uh, does bring lots back from, from Europe when I go, because usually the car is full of things for car shows and breakdown and whatever else. Um but I, I know from reading some of the articles that you're going to be permitted to bring back a little bit less than I think you were before, depending on where you've been. But the good news is that especially if you're going on sort of P&O ferries or things like that, the rules now are that the duty free can return on the ferry because they are when they are at sea, they are no longer in European territory. So um, duty free is back on the boat. So there's good and bad. Excellent. Well, uh, I know there are other restrictions that, um, I'd flag up to you if you are a uh, frequent bringer of nice things from your holiday back to the UK. I think there's some different restrictions around meat products and things like that now. So uh, go easy on the sausages. And also, of course, the ports are going to have to change the way they deal with our passports and and people coming and going through the ports uh, and across the borders there. Um, there are significant works going on, I know, at Dover, for example, to separate HGV traffic from from normal commuter and holiday traffic, as it were. So we're not expecting to see the big 
chaos at ports that we saw over Boxing Day uh, when the pandemic restrictions were brought back in at the ports, are we? Uh, the queues are supposed to be quite nice and easy. That's what they're promising us. Yeah, I think it's, um, like you said earlier in the in the show, Wayne, I think it's a difficult one to properly assess until European travel resumes because, of course, Brexit has now been superseded by travel restrictions because of COVID. But I live in uh, Maidstone in Kent, and so uh, please don't tell Boris and fine me, but I may have gone for a few drives up and down the M20 just to see um, to see what they're doing. And I don't want to jinx it, but it certainly looks like they've really thought about it. There's um, two or three lorry um, parks, shall we say, that the HGVs have to go to to do their paperwork before they get to the port, therefore reducing the queues at the port. And they've also set up a contraflow on the M20 so that if there is any issues with HGVs, it doesn't affect the cars, which selfishly is what we're focused on because, of course, we're travelling in cars the majority of the time. So it certainly all looks good. But, of course, we'll keep you posted as of when we know more when travel does resume to Europe. I guess what we're saying, Pete, the final message from our podcast is that things have changed things are different when we're traveling abroad now in our jaguars but actually there's no need for worry or concern it'll be just easy as it always was just slightly different of course of course it'll be just the same as it always has been a little bit of a fuss at different areas but a great deal of enjoyment in other areas um for forthcoming podcast um what i'd like to do is we've elaborated on a couple of the trips that we're doing uh, this year and next year uh predominantly next year austria and dordoin what way what uh, kieran and i will do is put a little update probably on spotlight to tell people when we are going to be talking about those tours in the summer so that if anybody's got any questions they can actually put their questions in before we do the uh the podcast and cover their questions for them but also, uh, Kieran and I will go into some of those tours in some of the future podcasts in greater detail so we can whet your appetite that way. And that's for the people who are versed in travelling and looking forward to, to planning their travels. For those in the club who are possibly uh, a little bit more concerned about what we have to do, um, we are planning some forthcoming podcasts in telling you how to prepare your car before embarking on a tour. I've got Ken Jenkins, uh, the JEC's technical guy, who's given me a, a write-up on that, so we, we can share that with you. Uh, we can give you some advice on what it would be uh, advantageous for you to take with you, both legally and also for, for comfort-wise. And also, for those who haven't booked a tour, uh, we'll actually tell you exactly what you get from us, uh, which will be quite interesting because... Certainly when you book a tour with Scenic, you do get a great big bundle that comes with it. So uh, we, we can share that with you. So that will be the forthcoming podcasts as we get into spring following our Easter break. Well, we look forward to it. And of course, as we sit here at Easter, we're looking forward to the next milestone from uh, the government here in England, at least, which will be, well, May the 17th, really, that will allow hotels to open, pubs and restaurants to open and the uh, free movement of uh, holiday traffic once again. Fingers crossed. We'll update you as we learn more here on the JC podcast. But for now, to uh, Kieran Lyon from Scenic Car Tours and from Pete Allen, the tours guru, I shall now call you, for the JC. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Cheers, now. That's all for this episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Don't forget to keep in touch with us here on the JEC podcast via www.jecpodcast.com. 
And you can get in touch with us very easily by using the voice recorder on there to leave us a message, or you can use the contact form if you prefer to write your messages. Don't forget, you can also join the Jaguar Enthusiast Club online by clicking the Join Today button on the top right-hand corner of the podcast page to enjoy all the benefits, plus the fantastic, glossy, 130-page monthly magazine that's all included in your membership of the worldwide Jaguar family that is the JEC. This is the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Subscribe for new episodes at jecpodcast.com.